sex is not a dirty word, and it's not an impolite conversation. Hello, and welcome to Nantucket After Dark, where we talk about sex, pleasure, love, relationships with spirit in the mix. I'm Dorothy Stover of Nantucket Love School, where we believe combining spirit and pleasure leads to deeper love. Before we go any further into the season of Nantucket After Dark, today we are going to start the why conversation. I'm going to share with you my biggest why and why I started this podcast, and why I have the conversations around sex. Why I sometimes have uncomfortable and not socially polite conversations around sex. If you're someone that has suffered in silence, or you feel off in your body, this conversation is for you. Since my mother died, I have spent time traveling to and from Nantucket Island to be with my grandmother. I've been studying sex, relationships, and spirit for many years now, And I would often take breaks and check in on her, sometimes even share what I was learning. To give some background on my grandmother, this is my father's mother. She's very traditional, married at 17 years old, had babies right away. She wanted the life of a homemaker. This made her content to be a stay-at-home mama and take care of her home and her husband. Her belief was that a woman should always be with only one man, and that man is the head of the household. She's conservative and traditional and a country girl. She remembers being able to see outside to the outhouse through the wall slats of their home while sitting on the bed as a child. She's conservative and traditional and a country girl. She remembers being able to see the outhouse through the wall slats of their house while sitting on the bed as a child. Besides her family, she loves Johnny Cash and Jesus. She grew up growing her own food and she spoiled all of us grandkids rotten. Her home was my soft place to land my whole life. As she got older, she no longer was able to do the things she used to do, which was dote on anyone that came over. She could not really move around as much, and she moved around slowly. But things were a struggle, for sure, when she was moving. She was used to doing things on her own, so it was challenging for her to allow other people to do things for her. She needed help. And that's where myself and other family members would step in. I would go stay with her sometimes for a week to a month at a time. During my work and school breaks during the day, I would check in and chat with her. If you listened to the intro to Nantucket After Dark, you would know that as a young, from a young age, I made myself be extremely comfortable with talking about sex. And it was because of something my mother suggested. Um, about having sex that I need to be able to talk about sex comfortably. So I would talk about sex with my grandmother, actually all the time. And something most Christian traditional persons would be on, that would be an uncomfortable conversation. But given that my grandmother was older in age and my openness, she said she felt more comfortable talking about sex and talking about her body. And our conversations were not always a one-way street. She would share. She shared things that she didn't share with anyone else. And this is my why. Now, I would like to share the connection to my why and my grandmother. Because my grandmother's situation is one of my biggest whys. Let me tell you a little bit more about that. Every visit to my grandmother, there was always a doctor's appointment. At least one. I feel for every senior that spends much of their week going to doctor's appointments. My grandmother was 90, and it felt like there was an appointment every day. Her appointments were an all-day affair for her. 
getting ready, getting to the car, me driving, getting out of the car, getting to the doctor's office, the doctor's visit, then back to the car, then back to the house, then back to her chair. It would take a lot out of her, and she would rest the rest of the day. And this was someone going from that, where she used to be so active. I, I mean, she did everything around the house. She yard work, growing her own food, everything for cleaning, and the house was always spotless. So very challenging to be the one that it took a lot of energy just to go to a doctor's appointment. And I'm sharing the following with her permission. We spoke about how she wanted other people to know so they wouldn't suffer like she did. Let me get into that now. There was one day when I was taking her to a gynecological exam. She was dreading it, stating it was always so painful for her and she really didn't want to go. I knew she had to go because she was having some challenges and they needed to rule some things out. I never want to force anyone to go to the doctors or to receive some form of medical treatment if they don't want it. We spoke and we figured out a way to ease her mind and she agreed to go. While we were driving, she told me how nervous she was and how she didn't want to go. I told her that during the, during my gynecological exams, um, what I do and what I suggest for other women to do during their exams is that you're in charge. The woman, you're in charge. You're getting this exam. You tell the doctor what you want, how you want it. You tell them what, when you need a break, when you need, when they can go ahead. You become very crystal clear and you listen to your body and you verbally express that. She was so used to doing whatever the doctor tells her that this was like a foreign concept to her. She's so used to taking the doctors taking that power away from her that she didn't re- even realize she had a choice. After speaking with her, I realized what she needed was a play-by-play and for the doctor to tell her everything that was happening as well as before it happened. I was in the exam room with her and was able to convey what my grandmother needed. And I could see that my grandmother was beginning to feel more confident in asking what she needed. And it wasn't a situation of grit and bear it like she has done before. When the doctor was examining my grandmother, the doctor soon realized why my grandmother didn't like the exams. The doctor wasn't even able to fit a Q-tip in the vaginal canal. My grandmother's vagina had atrophied. And the doctor that came before forced a speculum inside her. Can you imagine that pain? My poor grandmother. I wonder, I mean, this is no wonder she hated going to the doctors. Once we were done with the appointment, my grandmother said that was the best appointment yet. She had a feeling of taking that power back and a feeling of more control, which is what she needed. And the doctor actually listening to her and respecting her body. At this point, I had been studying sex and relationships for years, but I didn't know necessarily a lot about the vagina that it could atrophy or close up. I texted my sister, who's a doctor, I texted her right away, and she confirmed. My grandmother and I spoke further, and I also began to go deep diving and talking with my teachers um, just to know more. And my grandmother, she had a hysterectomy at 40, which was common practice at that time, Today probably would not have happened, but she had a hysterectomy at 40. It was, and, um, and so they, at 40, the doctors at that point were like, Oh, she has served her purpose. She has had her children. She won't be having sex anymore. And this is it. 
this is a long time ago, right? This is before I was born. When I researched and spoke with my teachers, I found information on what to do after hysterectomy. Also learned tantric techniques that are not sexual to support the wellness of the vaginal canal and to support the reopening. When I told my grandmother this, she was delighted, but also very sad. You know, became very sad. Like, I missed out on happy years with my husband, she said. And if she knew, if this wasn't such a, if sex wasn't such a taboo subject to talk about, the body, the vagina, the genitals weren't such a taboo subject to talk about, she would have been able to convey this to her doctor. She would have been able to talk more about it with other people. And so she really felt like she missed out on happy times with her husband. Um, and that made her really sad. And I felt so sorry for her. And that's when it really hit me. So many of us are suffering in silence or worse. We don't even know that there's something we can do about it. We just assume that our bodies, whatever is happening is, is the way it should be or the way it's just going to be. We assume with old age comes no sex or sexual desire. We say aging sucks, but there are things we can do. And there are plenty of people that are having sex after 50, after 40, that are actually having better sex than when they were in their 20s and 30s. Women that feel sexual spark going through menopause and feel more sexual. But they didn't get there because, just because. They got there because they didn't shy away from asking questions, from searching, from looking for different things. And talking about what's happening or taking place in their body. And they didn't take, this is just the way it's always been as an answer. There are people having sex in their nineties. Some of the highest STI rates are actually those among that are living in nursing homes and assisted living situations. So yeah, sex can happen your entire adult life and it can be really magical and powerful and important for the health of your whole body. And vaginal pain may come in different forms, and there are answers, some of which can be as simple as non-sexual self-massage with coconut oil to support the vaginal walls relaxing as well as healing. And this can happen over time and with continued practice. And we shouldn't discount that the body holds on to trauma. In fact, the trauma, the vagina, can experience trauma from falling on a bike when you were a kid, childbirth, sexual trauma. Even a loving and consensual sex, sexual experience can be traumatic if a penis or an object is pushed in. The vagina, when it's ready for intercourse, will suck a penis up and inside. It's pretty freaking magical when this happens. And it's very true. I will tell you, I didn't realize this until I tried it myself. Um, and the vagina needs to be ready and it will do that. And it will be so easy. Sex will be so easy. You do not. And so if the vagina is continually not prepped and ready when an object or say a penis is forced inside, the vagina remembers. And that memory reacts and begins to close up, becomes tighter and tighter. And in the case of my grandmother, atrophied. And I'm not saying that um, with my grandmother's history, we never went into that. I'm just going over a general of what can happen that the trauma to the vagina can support the vagina closing up. And it can be a one-time occurrence of falling on your bike as a kid that the vagina remembers. And my grandmother did give permission to tell the story that I did share before so that others wouldn't suffer in silence. There's always something that can be done. 
over the course of the season yet to get after dark. We will talk more about that. For now, if the vagina has experienced any form, any form or shape, um, follow the simple practice. We're going to do this practice and first find a space that is safe and secure. You'll lie down, you'll get comfortable. And I want to make sure that you give yourself permission to be comfortable and to do whatever you need to do to achieve this. You can certainly, certainly do this practice. And it's very helpful no matter what your genitals look like, no matter what equipment you have. This practice definitely is very supportive because men can go through trauma. Um, anyone's genitals can go through some form of trauma, which can then um, play a, a role on a part, sexual situations as well, or even just in the body. So give yourself permission. Get comfortable. If you need to adjust, do that. I'm, and I mean it. Like get really comfortable. If you need a blanket, like tune into your body. What do you need right now? Are you cold? Are you warm? Do you need something? Do you need more pillows? Like get super comfy and give yourself permission to be very comfortable. And so once you do that, we're going to rub our hands together and this is going to warm up the hands and activate the heart chakra, which will, that connection of the heart is going to really play a part in this because that connection to the heart is also a connection to God. And we're going to follow doing, you can do this following exercise clothed or fully dressed or undressed to your comfort zone, whatever that looks like. You do you. You don't need um, to do anything more than what feels good for you. So just know that. I may suggest making some tweaks here and there. Do whatever feels good. So once you have rubbed your hands together and you're in that comfortable spot, place one hand over your heart and the other over your tummy. And close the eyes and breathe. I want you now to see light coming down from the heavens, filling your body and healing you. Maybe this light is white or a different color that swirls and moves around, coming down through your head, all the way down through your torso, down to your legs and your feet, completely filling you with light. And as you keep your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly, breathe. And on each exhale, soften the body. Soften the belly. And continue feeling that breath and body connection. Seeing the light move through your body and reaching anywhere needs a little more light today, a little more healing. See the light move there. This is the light from God, from Spirit, coming through you, healing your body. And when you feel ready, the hand that is on your belly, place it over your vulva or your genitals. Cupping the genitals, like giving the genitals a little hug with your hand. There's no movement. Just going to breathe into both of your hands. Seeing light coming down from the heavens. Breathing in. And we're going to connect now the voice. 
the voice has a deep connection to the genitals for opening and relaxing the genitals. So as you breathe, inhale. And maybe you let out a sigh. Oh. Breathing in through the nose. Maybe you let out an own. There's a tantric practice called the ocean breath. You begin high. Go down low. There are many different options. Choose what works best for you in this moment. You can try them all. Just continuing to breathe and connecting that breath. Softening the body. Continue doing that for a little moment here. Beautiful. Well done. You can do this practice anytime throughout the day, multiple times, do it whenever. What this does is it connects the body to spirit, connects, makes, allows you to feel more embodied, more connected to your body. And it also helps the genitals and the body relax. And when that occurs, then the healing begins and the body can heal itself. So this is a practice you can do multiple times a day. In fact, I suggest you do it multiple times a day. It helps to fill you up, helps you to feel connected. And it's very simple and non-sexual. Now comes time for just a tip. So my tip is to listen to your body, to ask questions, to talk about sex, to talk about your body. Whether that's with a friend group, with a inner circle, with your doctors, with, um, but it's, it's be curious about your body and always trying to connect with your body in different ways. When we do that, when we are curious about our bodies, when we are feeling that connection, when we are like, all right, my body is feeling this way. Does it feel good? Does it not feel good? Does something feel off? Because the off is telling us where something needs to be healed. So everyone can feel that beautiful alignment, can feel embodied, can feel healthy and well. Part of our purpose on this planet during this time is for sexual experiences, to feel the connection to our body. Part of our purpose during this time and on this planet is to feel pleasure to feel connected to our bodies. And one of the great purposes that we have is to feel not only connected to our bodies, connected to spirit, and then also connected to earth and allowing those to all be aligned so that we feel embodied in our body. We feel connected to God and we feel connected to the earth. Many of us are out of alignment and it happens. Many of us are out of alignment. The Dalai Lama can be out of alignment. Easily. The Pope can be out of alignment. Any of us can be out of alignment. 
And we just allow ourselves to get back to alignment. And that happens by connecting with God, connecting with the earth, and connecting with our bodies. And one of the best ways to do that is through these practices of just the breathing and the chanting can really help to feel that connection. Seeing that light move through the body can really help. And something very supportive can be the self-pleasure practice. And that's something we'll get into further in Nantucket After Dark. But for this time, we're talking about the why. And we're getting down to it. So I'm starting the conversation. Would love to hear your why. Why you want to talk about sex. Why you want to talk about relationships and pleasure. And yeah, I really love that. And looking forward to hearing from everyone. Thank you again for liking, for sharing, and for sharing your questions. And I am sending you love. Until next time, peace, love, and hugs. Bye for now.